I'm Floyd Marshall, and welcome to a conversation with podcast. And today, I'm joined by two exceptional brothers, Chase, Flo, Bradley, and Wavy Jones. Now, these gentlemen are both in the music industry, hot and heavy. You know, Chase is an international Emmy-nominated DJ. Mr. Wavy Jones is an exceptional rapper. You need to go look him up on YouTube. He's got some hot shit on there. It's absolute fire. And not only that, he is an accomplished actor who got his first acting debut playing the role of the iconic Biggie Smalls. Sure. So, so now that is a hell of a way to start, ladies and gentlemen. Your first <laughs> acting role, and you come out the gate with Biggie Smalls. So, gentlemen, welcome to the show. How you guys doing today? Thanks for having us, man. We good. Uh, yeah. Welcome to a conversation with where we sit down with some amazing people in the film, media, and entrepreneurial space. We're going to talk about what makes them successful and hopefully we'll give you something to help you maximize your business, but more importantly, to maximize your life. So sit back and enjoy a conversation with, and I'm your host, Floyd Marshall Jr. So, so, so we're here because uh, uh, Wavy will be flying in tomorrow because we're doing a uh, second screening of Wu-Tang, an American saga. Saga, yeah. Yes, an American saga. We're going to be doing that Wednesday in Philadelphia at the CEC Center. And, uh, you know, we're so excited to have Wavy in the building. We're so excited to have uh, Chase Flo Bradley back in the building because he's actually partnering uh, with uh, this phenomenal group that I happen to belong to, Eli Lu Entertainment, the Philly Film Factory. So it's going it's going it's it's to be, be fire. But let's let's get to this, gentlemen. So how did how did both of you uh, guys get started in the music business? Oh, uh, man. Oh, uh, go ahead, Jones. You got it. Oh man, I was putting on you, seniority first, man. <laughs> All right, good. Seniority first. Well, I mean, with me, man. So, like, just the, you know, like I said, I'm originally born and raised Philadelphia, PA. Started out doing my thing, you know. I was a teenager. I moved to LA in about 2010, and I went out there to go to school. I went out there to further my career. And I was, I was doing my thing out here in the city. Was doing some shows locally and. You know, tri-state area, all that. But I was like, you know what? I really want to try my hand at this music stuff. And I know that rapping just ain't the only way. So, like I said, I moved to L.A. I went to school for engineering. I went to school in Hollywood, the Los Angeles Recording School, and graduated with my degree a couple years later after 2010. And, yeah, man, fast forward, I got into, like, different sides of the game. And I learned production. I learned how to, you know, compose music and you know, the the uh, behind the scenes stuff and, you know, getting into that side of the game, man, it really just showed me and gave me so many different layers. As you mentioned, I just started DJing about six years ago and that actually all happened by like, it was a joke. I was doing an interview in the Philippines and the host just kept calling me DJ Chase Flo. And when we cut the break, I was like, bro, like, I'm not a DJ. Like, why you keep calling me that? He's <laughs> like, yo, just run with it, man. He's like, because People out here, they were they were they like DJs more than they at least like them producers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So later on, we went to the uh, the showcase. 
He's like, yo, we got DJ Chase Flow in the building. And like, yo, all these girls went crazy. And I was okay. like, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. That's a good incentive. It was funny, though, because it just gave me something where I seen like just the power and the impact that DJs have. And just having that love for music as a, as a creative, I always had the ear for it, but I just never knew the technicality. And then I got with some folks and boom, you know, like I said, this took me around the world. I've traveled over 20 countries and mm. produced and, and DJ for some amazing people. You know, Wavy and I, we connected, you know what I'm saying? And we've been doing things, you know, ever since, you know, ever since we can remember. Facts, facts. Me, it was, I was like five years old, man. I was just like, yo, I like the way that stuff sounds. You know what I mean? I was listening to, to you know what I mean, Big, Jay, Eric Sermon, you know, Rakim. And I was just like, yo, something about this. So what I did was I started with poetry, man. I was like, let me go ahead and learn how to format the words. I start formatting the words. I start saying the words. People like the flow. And man, I've been doing it. I've been doing it ever since then, man. We was rapping in churches. We was rapping, rapping different theaters and stuff like that, man. And it's been, it's been a blessing. And it was actually how I got to start into to acting. I was, um, I was, I did a freestyle and it caught the eye of somebody that hit me. I was like, yo, you remind me of Big. And they, they, they sent me the audition, man. And that's when I started doing that. Mm. Yeah. So that, 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 that's interesting. So the, the formatting of words, the, the, the language, and, right. and you know what? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm old school, uh, over 50, so I grew up with a lot of the greats. And one of the things that I absolutely loved about uh, how they would rap is if you listened, there was a story. Right. Right. There, there, there was always a story to it and they would they would really they would really break it down. So the fact that your base is is the spoken word mm. that said that says a lot. And, you know, I, I listen to some of your music and you could really again, it's a story. I listen to the, to the rap uh, about Will Smith. There's a story behind that. Yeah. You know, so that that that's a beautiful thing. But I want to ask you about your your role as Biggie Smalls no acting training you get a major role you're on mm. set i'm going to go out on a limb here and say you weren't really familiar with the terminology on on sets uh you know here's your mark things such as that. so so how did you navigate that being <laughs> just being green man <laughs> shout out to, to the amazing director we had anthony hemingway he was patient with both me and Mark with a, with a lot of things that happened on set. Cause even though he had his first role, we were still kind of new to how things went. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So um, Anthony just kind of walked me through it. He's like, stay on your mark. And I start looking around like, what's that mean? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, what's that right here? So we had a great director, man, that uh, that actually, he, he led the ship and taught me a lot of that. And as I've, uh, as I've actually gotten more, like I'm still learning, man. I'm still learning each and every time I step on a set. It's something new I'm learning. But um, yeah, that, that first time I went out there, I was definitely on Anthony Hemingway that actually taught me how to do that. And him um, being a, a major part to bring me on board, you know, he already knew that I wasn't an actor. I wasn't trained in that field and he, he let me do it. And, and interestingly enough, sometimes when you're not an actor, mm -hmm. you bring something new to the role because you know I, I used to do that myself and you're trained and, and you look at things a certain way 
Right. But when you're not an actor or an actress, sometimes you bring an entirely different perspective that people may may not have seen. Yeah. So more than likely in the audition, they were probably looking at you saying, see, he doesn't know what not to do. So he doesn't, right? Right. Right. So 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 that's that's really interesting. But I wanted to ask you another question. We're going we're going to go back to your, your childhood a little bit because I did some mm. research on you. Growing up in a single parent household, right? You you watch your mom go to work every day, and you're mm. sitting there saying to yourself, at some time at, at some point in time, this is going to change. So how has that been basically motivation for you? to be where you are and to stay where you are and to stay on your grind, seeing how your mom works so hard. Yeah. Uh, it's been great motivation. It's, it's mm -hmm. definitely been great motivation to, to keep striving. Even with this, like I'm still in the grind. I'm still going every day because I believe, you know what I'm saying? That there's a greater space that the most high has for us. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. For everybody in my family. And I strive to bring us along. You know what I'm saying? I sh shout out to Chase, man. He, he actually has been a, a strong force and keeping me going, man. Like oftentimes this, this business, this game, everything that comes around it is very discouraging, man. And it can knock you off your high horse real quick, man. It'll humble you so fast, you know, and, and, and I thank God for him. I thank God for my mom and people that's been around me just kind of, kind of keeping me going forth, man, because um, it, it takes a village. You know how they say it takes a village to raise a child, even with this stuff, man, when you're doing this, it's like, yo, you're going to need some 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 loyal people around you that's going to speak your name in rooms that you're not even in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And th that that's definitely been a strong force in keeping me going, man. And watching my mom go through everything she went through. And, you know what I'm saying? We went through it together. It was like we all, you know what I mean, from shelters and everything else, we went through that together. So uh, every day, man, we just, we, we pushing each other forward. We just pushing each other like, yo, you know, you got to keep going. My mom, she still to this day, even before I did this interview, she came in here and just, just tried to freshen my okay. beard up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mothers are going to be mothers, man. If Absolutely. they around, they going to they gonna mother. So, yeah, I mean, she definitely did that. But yeah, man. Well, that's, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, I had a, I had a question I wanted to ask, but you, you brought us something that I, that I want to touch on, that I was going to touch on later, but I'm going to talk about it now since you brought it up. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask the both of you this, because being in this business, this is a business of no. Absolutely. And 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 you, you hear no more often than you hear yes. And, and Chase, you know, you know, I shared something with you a couple of weeks ago. For me, no means next opportunity, not right now. But I wanted to, you know, ask the both of you, uh, I'm big into personal development. So, you know, I listen to Eric. Eric Thomas and all those guys, because sure. you you know what you got you you got to train that you got to train this muscle, because if you don't, you know, some some things could happen. But I wanted to ask both of you, how have the both of you managed to stay on top of your game, with this being a business of no, basically ninety nine percent of the times. What 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 is it that makes you say, okay, you know what? Yeah, I just heard no on to the next thing. So if, if you guys could touch on that. I, I feel like for me, just what keeps me going is just being grounded, being grounded in who I am, knowing who I am, and knowing that, you know, what the most high is put inside of me is destined to come out one way or another. So if it's you're not the person that's, you know, 
the gateway of the person I'm supposed to, you know what I'm saying, like usher this in with, then it's all good. One thing for me, it's funny, man. I forget the name of the author, but The Four Agreements. That was one of the first books that I read when I first got to LA. Like, and I'm I'm an Aquarius, so it's like I'm very emotional. I'm very like, you know what I mean, expressive about it. You know what I mean? Jones know, and it's like for me, I get I take a lot of stuff personal. So for me, knowing how to manage my emotions really like mm -hmm. kept me, you know what I'm saying, in balance and not getting, you know, like I said, just too emotional, but just learning that some things is just business. And then business, like you can't take everything personal. So for me, just learning myself, that's really what keeps me grounded and, you know, and allowing me to just get through the nose and not get defeated. I mean, we have our days, but, you know, mm -hmm. just knowing that at the end of the day, this is going to happen one way or another. Right. Yeah. With me, I take joy in knowing that I've actually done it. You know what I mean? I've actually not done it, but put forth the work. And that says, that speaks volumes for people that doesn't, you know, that that's not going to actually do the work, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and we do it every day. We get up and we're faithful to the mission. And um, even though it may not be exactly what we want it to be at this present time, just having that faith, that belief and, and that structure, like knowing that we're already beating 99% of the people that's not striving to do anything. So, you know what I'm saying? That's definitely, that's definitely a thing that keeps me motivated and keep me going and going right back to that, to having that village with me is why I'm able to do what I do. That's great. Well, it looks like we lost Chase. Hopefully he'll be, oh, there he is. There you go. <laughs> okay. So I, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the vampires and, and, and how that came about and <laughs> why the name vampires? <laughs> So the Vampires is a collective that's uh, me and DJ No Frills. So we all got together, and it was just like a little inside joke that him and uh, another DJ friend of ours, uh, shout out to DJ Voltron, we always would just call each other Vampire. <laughs> a little inside joke, whatever. But um, it was funny, though. Like the when we did the project, the Wu-Tang Forever project, we did a lot of those sessions overnight. So we mm -hmm. worked them up and we was, you know, there, like we would start at like, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night and be there until the morning. So it was like, we was vamping, you know, heavy vamping, heavy vamping. We was heavy <laughs> in there. And like I said, yeah. so it's just like with that run on joke, just kind of like carried on, but just that element, man, that we was all into, man, it, it really just, you know, we all tapped in and was like, yo, we got to run with that. And that was just a little inside joke, but it, it up. Yeah, it's fire too. <laughs> That's beautiful. So, so now, with with the, the the collection of you know different entities making up vampires, you know what what's what's the goal mission? You know, is it is it just making music or is it the 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 future possibility of owning your IP? What is what is the end game? What is the end goal? You well, you know, definitely the end goal is the one just continue to just continue to pump our vibrations. And, right. you know, we're hip hop heads. So we love and we, you know, we just we just are hip hop heads by default. And this was just an amazing opportunity to have this, you know, ability to come through and one, just pay homage to one of our favorite groups, the Wu-Tang hip hop, and then, you know, get Jones involved. And it was just so crazy how it all came together. We just really wanted to come through and just 
pay tribute. So one thing that you can expect from the vampires is like we're just going to do what we love, and that's just near and dear to our hearts. And we're just going to continue to make good music. I mean, like I said, it's just hip hop is where we at right now. So Wu Tang, you know, is a, is a group that we just pay homage to, and we just want to continue to just do that. Our heroes and and say salute, thank you, and whether it be you know a Spanish record, just somebody. So it just that's definitely something that you can expect. It just us continuing to create music, just of it of all kinds, but you know, and and, and just pushing the culture forward through it. Okay. So again, this Wednesday, we're going to be doing the screening of Wu-Tang and American Saga. And Wu-Tang is one of the most iconic rap groups out there. And they were basically just lyricists. And I listen to, I listen to a lot of Wu-Tang when I'm in the gym. And I, I was listening to a song the other day and I basically stopped in my tracks because the way he was putting it down, you would have thought he was standing. I can't even, and I can't remember which one it was, but you, you, you would have thought that he was standing in front of a classroom and at a college somewhere giving a lecture. That's how crazy, that's how crazy that shit was. It, it, it was wow. just unbelievable. So how, has that influenced you, Wavy, in, in, in your rap music when, when you're putting things together? And on top of that, being a poet, and then you combine that with listening to, I mean, just basically geniuses when it comes to putting putting things together. So how has that influenced you as a rapper? The knowledge they kick in, most importantly, like the knowledge, like like uh, if you really listen to, the, to Wu, they actually talking about something. They're talking about the, the, the you know, the, the, the gods from back in the day. That was more big, the 5% nation back in the day. The, that those, those morals, those ethics that they had as black men in America back then, you know, and they was young, you know what I'm saying? So I felt like there was no excuse for how we come across lyrically and what we saying. We can still have those morals and those ethics and still be us at the same time and still be artists and feel free to explore different different ways of putting the art out and things of that nature. I feel like Wu definitely did that for me. Like, like just being that, that voice of saying something that a lot of people were scared to say. And I mean, come on, we got, representing the 5% nation, we got Ra, we got Buster, we got Nas. It was a lot of people kicking that knowledge in. You know what I'm saying? Wu's definitely standing at the forefront to come in there as a group and do it at that level. Did you have something to add to that, Chase? No, nah, basically just, you know, what he said. <laughs> I think it was probably Jizza. I, I think it was Jizza that you might be referring to. It just sounded like when you, because he's real articulate. Though they were mm -hmm. all, you know, had they real eloquent ways. But, um, yeah, man, like, just woo really just, I mean, the pioneers. You know, just one, like, I one thing I love, especially about this series, man, like, shout out to RZA, you know what I'm saying, because, that dude's mind, like, it really takes a special person to be able to construct and bring all those different entities together and really kind of make it all just go together. Where it's like awkward styles, like, everybody had their own unique styles. But the fact that he brought all of that together and was able to make that, and that was like, you know, something that was just, one, we can never forget. And um, 
you know, just to be able to do that and then to just do it on a continuum basis. I mean, here we are, you know, 20 uh, years later, like it's still relevant to a degree. And um, just how he created that ecosystem for itself. And I feel like that's something that is creative that we aspire to do. We aspire to get into a position of power to be able to create some kind of system for ourselves. Right. Where we don't, have to, you know, exert too much to just like stay at this, uh, maintain this level. And yeah. the fact that he's done it in so many different ways, man, like amazed me. And I, that's I, art. Art, often yeah. just being who they authentically are. Like that's they true. weren't, like you said, and you see, like when he did the Prince Rakim the gimmick, it didn't work for him. And then eventually when he got to that place in space where he was like, yo, I I, I got to just dig within myself. And, like, the struggle that them brothers went through to, like, man, like, you, you just never know, man, who's checking for you. So, yeah. Hey, everybody, it's Floyd Marshall, host of A Conversation With. Have you ever listened to a podcast and said to yourself, I'd like to ask him a question? Well, you can just message me with a question or a comment, and I'll make sure to respond to it in the very next episode. To your success. Visit anchor.com to send Floyd a question. So, so what I find interesting is the fact that it was it, it, there were thirteen of them, all different personalities, with one goal in mind, mm -hmm. and, and and that that is a that is a rarity, but it, it also speaks to vision, because John Maxwell talks about leadership and the qualities of a, of 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 a, of a, of a leader. And Ed Milet speaks on it as well, the fact that a good leader follows. So in a lot of instances, and I'm just, you know, I'm just basing this on conjecture, but I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm correcting what I'm about to say. The reason Rizzo was such a good leader is because he was such a good follower. Because you had so many different entities in that space. And again, they were all geniuses. And for him to be able to put them together but they and the crazy thing is they all had their own voice. So to be able to do that and flourish was amazing. So what, what, do you, what do you guys think about that? And, and, and do you do you guys implement any of those practices in, in your daily life as, as businessmen? Because this is a business. Uh, I feel like for me, definitely, you know, from just being an artist to being mm -hmm. a DJ, like a wearing many hats, right? And you know, now moving into the space of like, you know, I started my own label and like kind of just having, you know, other artists besides myself. Like even with Wavy and I, you know, just with, with producing him and guiding and directing and setting the tone and vision. It's like you really gotta be focused and really just like, you know, clear we're just staring in direction. Yeah, just just have that and being able to guide and direct somebody's like strength because it's hard, especially like we all can attest, like you being a director, Floyd, like, you know, it's just like when you're dealing with certain things, it's like you have to, you know, you're dealing with a lot of different things, components, sometimes egos and sometimes like a lot of different things. So to be able to move around a lot of that stuff and to be able to just like 
like Anthony Hemingway, how he had with Wavy. Wavy didn't have experience, but he saw something great, pulled that greatness out of him and allow him in his show because we all seen it in his performance on the different on the show. So the thing is, it's just seeing that and understanding that and being able to hold that and guide and construct that and, and just be able to just, you know, translate that through music, man. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with that brother said, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Wavy, you're you're going to be in the, in the upcoming uh, excuse me upcoming episode. So, so what what role will you be playing in in, in this one? Oh, uh, the episode is actually out now. The episode was the what was it the sixth episode of the third season. Uh I played a character named Frank. For the people that don't know, I kind of want them to. You know, get get to know who Frank is a little bit, man. And um, yeah, it was it's amazing to actually be able to work on that set, man. And uh, yeah. So so, how did you get the role? I mean, you know, I I, I take it your agent submitted you, or yeah, actually, it was a it was a call. It was an agent. I've never at the time I was at an agency that uh had like multiple agents working, and one of the agents had, had uh, received something and they gave me a call, man, and. It felt like I was perfect for it. Let me just break. Let me just break the ice. I really don't care. I played Frank White. I played Frank White. You know, the, you know, we know who Frank White is. Frank White, Frank White. Dog, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but okay. Big was, was Frank White. You know what I'm saying? So when I got a chance to play that in there. So when the call was made, it was like, yo, this dude is perfect. Of course, I sent in a tape just to show what I did. A lot of people on the internet was like, you can't be big. He had a beard on. But what people don't understand is, it was a whole alternate universe that they was coming, going back to the art and going back to the monitors at that, man, to even do that, to, to, to let that be the only built for Cuban Lynch album. And I allowed them to have the opportunity to, to kind of showcase what the albums was about. And um, if you actually watch the episode, it kind of touches on the beef that Wu-Tang had with, with Big, you know what I'm saying? But it was in a whole different universe. So it was ill, man. So so let's let's talk about because all right beefs mm. I never understood them so and, and I'm you know you guys are are deep into the music business I'm 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 film so normally do these things spring from I I know there there are different personalities and all of that but is it normally something that's springing from just a, a, a difference in opinion when it comes to how to do music, how to make music, or did somebody say something on the record? I mean, where did he, where did he, because again, here you have Biggie, and then you have Wu-Tang, and the, the talent level is crazy on both sides. And, 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 and in my thing, the way I think is, we need to come together so we can eat at a bigger damn table. Mm -hmm. That that's That's how I look at it. Why do you think these guys when they did have problems, had problems with each other. Hip-hop is a sport, man. Okay. Hip-hop is a sport, and it's like, uh, it's competition. It's just like how how the Lakers will play the Knicks or something like that. So everybody, even in, in business, everybody is fronting to be that number one guy. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to be the number one guy, wants to be, you know what I'm saying, the, the main dude. So even with that beef, Big came forth and called himself Frank White. We know who Frank White is, you know what I'm yeah. saying? With, with Christopher Walker played, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, it, it was that thing. You start seeing them in the covers, being the king of New York, and everybody wanted, especially back in the 90s, 
Beef, but beef is, I feel like beef is way different now than what it used to be. You know what I'm saying? It was more about the sport back in the day. Of course, brothers mad at each other, but I feel like it, it, it was just the sport. You know what I'm saying? But nowadays, it's like these dudes is killing each other. You can't say nothing on a record. I mean, 50 came out talking about everybody in the industry, man, and, and nothing really happened to do. You know what I mean? Well, he got shot five times, but you know what I'm saying? I, mean, I mean, nine times. We ain't talking about that, but you know what I'm saying? As far as I think the brothers in the business knew what it was. It's a sport. You know what I'm saying? Everybody gonna, he threw a shot at Jay. Jay came back at him. That's what it's all about. Just just getting your name recognized and, and, and getting out there further. But uh, I think these dudes definitely nowadays took that to a whole nother level. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so what do you, what do you, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Please, oh no, I was just going to concur. I was just going to agree, man. Like this whole thing now with beef is so much different. Like you said, it's a competitive nature, and it was always about the sport. But I feel like mm -hmm. now it's just more like I mean, they definitely have taken it where a lot of these kids are killing each other. But then it also too, it becomes like a thing of, you know, I feel like it's a lot of this stuff to be fake, and it's just more sort of like really kind of pump up volume and bring attention to yourself. So, mm -hmm. but I feel like some of these, you know. Young cats, they really do got like, yo, like, you know, now because everybody's an op. So, you know what <laughs> I mean? But, you know, the whole thing with just beef, man, it, 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 it's funny, like, how it's changed. But I feel like the Biggie and Pocket, like, you yeah. know, YouTube and Common, like, that was some real stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, and the Drake and pushing and the Kanye stuff, like, that was real because I feel like a lot of stuff is perfect. But some of this stuff, I feel like it's manufactured. They kind of just, you know, like you know, oh, we're gonna do this to get attention. Yeah, basically, basically like a like wrestling. Yep. Right. It's, it's, right. It's, right. It's, 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 it's marketing and branding because, and, and you know what? That's interesting. Um, I don't know if you guys. I'm gonna just switch gears for a little bit, right? And, and we're gonna talk about branding for a second. If you guys saw the uh, the dress that Ciara wore, oh to, man, to defend it now. A lot of people had a problem with that, but I didn't look at it from a standpoint of, well, she had that on. I looked at it totally from a standpoint of, do you see what's going on? All of y'all have a problem with this, but what's going on right now? You're doing posts about her. You're talking about her and she's in the news. So with some of this beef, I'm thinking maybe that's, basically what this is because even if you're talking bad about me you're still talking about me which which drives my numbers up would you guys agree with that visibility i mean if you know i, I guess i look at it from a standpoint like me per, as a man and i feel like with um russell wilson like you know like she's like in that like comes from that dynamic right where russell wilson is considered the good guy future bad guy where it's like, but, um, you know, it's all about just, I feel like it's really just secure, you know, just the security of the band. And like, I feel like we didn't have a problem with it. I feel like, why should we? It's like, that's not our woman. A lot of times people like to make problems, but from a, I, I guess, like you said, from a marketing branding standpoint, if that was just a move that can catapult her and capitalize off of that, then yeah, then like, you know, just be able to set up that she got all this attention. But me personally, I, I mean, she looked nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she looked nice. I, I wasn't mad. I, wasn't I, mad. 
I was looking with my looking ass. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't looking at it when my wife was in the room, but I wasn't mad. <laughs> you know, I, I give a little. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 what are you, what are you guys working on right now? Man, Jones got everything. What you working on, Wade? Man, I'm working on doing these films, doing this music. Man, we also have the uh, the Wu Tang Forever project, so we're gonna get that emotion and start pushing that out. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, definitely more acting. It's, it's more everything, man. We actually working on um, writing a series. You you, you want to talk about that, Chase? You want me to? Yeah, I mean, we could definitely, if you if you want to talk about it, man. I mean, we got yeah. a lot. We got a lot coming, man. Yeah. Like you said, the Wu-Tang Forever Project. So y'all heard the first two singles. They bought out right now the Freestyle Ice Cream, Wu-Tang Forever. You know what I'm saying? Go stream it. Produced by Jalil Beats. That's out there everywhere. But then we got two new joints, two completely brand new records. Nobody ever heard. So we're going to play them only for the crowd before we release it to the world. So we got that whole pack coming. And, you know, Wavy and I, we got tons and tons of music, man. And so if those that, you know, that follow Wavy. So we dropped a project last year called I Feel Like a Rapper, season one. And the mixtape. Uh, I mean, it's a, you can say it's a, va a vampire's collab. Definitely. Um, before, yeah, and uh, DJ No Frills and I, we, we got together, we hosted it, and, uh, you know, it's a mixtape. But the way how we put it out, the branding of it and the marketing, it looked like a TV series. So a lot of people mm. thought Wavy had a new show coming out, how we made the uh, cover art. So we, Wavy and I, we were together last summer, and we out and uh, we just decided we started writing and we started developing the idea for a show. So we about to actually turn that into something. So yeah, yeah. we about to turn that into a series. Wow. Now, now, are we talking web series or are we talking about something that you're going to put together and package and get get a possible deal with the streaming service? What, what, what we talk about? Get a deal with it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. About to be nice. about to be a. You know, the series that we packaged it. I mean, we basically, you know, we're, you know, have a lot of things in the already. We're just in the development stage of developing the script. And, you know, Wavy and I, uh, he did, we're going to sit down and, you know, put some pieces together. And, yeah, but we got a few pieces already in place, you know, with production and getting the pilot all together and, yeah, and really getting this thing moving. Okay, so who's going to be, and I guess you guys are going to be the executive producers, or are you bringing in partners, or is it just basically an internal thing? No, I mean, that's essentially, you know, we definitely going to bring in partners, mm -hmm. you know, see where it fits. I feel like now we're just like more doing a lot of the development just of the script and like the, the uh, writing aspect of it. I feel like because, see, this is all new for me. Like okay. this, I'm more like, you know, when it gets to the production, post-production side, that's, you know, where I come alive. But working in this aspect, and it's cool for me, like, working as a producer, you know, being able to bring different entities together and, you know, just help translate the idea and turn it into something. This is really cool. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely something where we're definitely looking to bring on partners and um, just allow us to just have the best product as possible because the idea is there and the story is there. Okay, so, Nan, as far as... Uh... So no principal shooting has happened yet. So is it still in the development stage or? Yeah, it's still early in the development. 
we actually we, we shot a few skits for we're gonna be releasing those pretty soon okay but right now we're still in the, the development stages right now when we're working on you know packaging it and getting our people on board and taking it to the agents the managers the lawyers and all of that type of stuff so yeah we in that putting the music around how how we trying to base it the episodes and everything it's gonna be real it's gonna be real dope man it's gonna be real nice and it's gonna be talking about Basically, you know what I'm saying, that, that that grind to be a rapper, everything that, that goes into it, the struggles we deal with on a everyday basis, trying to chase the dream and, you know, stuff like that, man. It's, it's going to be crazy. And there's a lot of different little Easter egg surprises in there, too. Bong, bong. That is definitely something that I'm looking forward to. And sure. if you guys need any help, because I know a couple people. Uh -oh. I will be more than willing to, uh, you know, pass along some names depending on, you know, what what aspect of it, you know, you guys need as far as producers, entertainment boys, things like that. I know some absolutely phenomenal. I don't do the name drop, but you you guys are are really doing some some really good stuff. So I don't mind sharing the people that I know. For sure. Let's let's talk about that real quick. I was about to let y'all go, but we got to talk about that. Let's talk about it. <laughs> when you're in this business, your reputation, how important is it for the two of you? And, 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 and Wavy, you, you kind of mentioned this before we even came on, of people talking about you when you're not even in the room. Mm -hmm. And the importance of that and you know just like i mentioned I, I i know some people but how close to the vest do you keep certain people that you know let's say for instance if someone decided to decided that they had a project and, and you may know someone that fits that project mm -hmm. how how close to the vest do you guys keep your contacts because like in donnie brasco once I put it out there and I speak for you, if it goes wrong, it comes back on me. Mm. See what you're saying that you took it to another level. But um, <laughs> I always, I always, it don't matter who you are. If I think you're right for a role, mm -hmm. I want to, I want to tell somebody that, you know what I'm saying? I've never been a type to, to hold on to information and not give it because that's what we're here for. I mean, I'd be here tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So while I'm here, I'm on a mission to make sure that if I can help anybody in any way to further their career or whatever have you, I want to speak and say that. I want to, my boy Dominic Santana, he told us something, he, me and Mark Rose that played Pac and I saw, he, he told us something. He said, uh, he said, make sure when you're in these interviews, you mention people's names. He was like, say their names. And I was like, why are we going to say their name for? You know what I mean? <laughs> but the reason you say their name is because that then allows other people to say, wait, who is that? Let me check for that person. You know what I'm saying? Let, let me see who that is. That's why I never mind coming in an interview, a room I'm in or whatever. If if you say that there's a job that needs to be done and I know somebody that can do the job, I'm going I'm to say, you know what? I know such and such. You know what I'm saying? You, you need this? Oh, Floyd does that. You need, oh, Chase, Chase makes music. I want to be able to say that. You know what I'm saying? But but you're right when you say stuff about keeping it close to the vest because that does come back on us. If they go out there and mess it up, that, that comes back on us. Like, yo, you you sent this and then that kills my reputation. But um, I want to be able to have that conversation with everybody. Like, even if I'm not a part of the project, I want to sit down in the room like, listen, 
I felt that he was good for the project because of this. I want to I want to make it known why that person was good for for the project. Now, if he don't do it, you know what I'm saying? If he don't do it, what I think he can do, take that up with him. You know what I'm saying? But right now, like I'm gonna speak this brother's room. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna speak this brother's name. I'm gonna speak this sister's name because they deserve that opportunity. So you know what I'm saying? I'm definitely looking for people that I feel is right for that job. To and I'm gonna speak their name for sure. Yeah. yeah. True. Like you said, it's just about, you know, because it's enough room in it for all of us. You know what I'm saying? Right. I a lot of times people get the crab basket mentality and they often put that on, which is true. But I feel like just for people like us, it's a blessing and being a blessing. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, folks like Wavy and I, you know what I'm saying? Like, we get it. We understand that concept that, you know, it was somebody that looked out for us. So we just, you know, hey, look. I'm not a hater. Like, I can't do it all. But at the end of the day, if I can help bring this other man up. And, I mean, I've seen Wavy done it tons of times. And it's just like, it just, it's like I said, it's it's fun to watch him grow. You know what I'm saying? Just seeing from when he first got to Hollywood to where he is now. And it's just like, man. And, like, me being out there, you know, living in Cali for 12 years and just moving and grooving the way I have. It's like, oh, you know what? getting into these places because you know we have integrity and i feel like that's one thing that's just been instilled in us and i know that's one thing that my father you know what i'm saying like big up to my pops man like really you know what i'm saying like taught us the principles of just being a man of your work and really kind of showing up if you want to do something that you know you're going to show up you're going to do that I, I feel like you know those are principles you know I, I just learned that we learn at home and i feel like when we carry that just into our you know, place as adults and as professionals, we definitely uh, just want to make that, you know, infectious. So saying that I live by and I feel like it's so true, you know, make people feel your presence and remember your absence. Mm. And, and I feel like because it's like you in the room, you just so infectious, they're going to feel that. And then it's like going people, yo, where, where, where's so-and-so at? And like perfect example, Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? There's a person like, you know, He'll be somewhere, and it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, yo, when he come out, you know Hove is out. He, he outside, but then when he go, yo, I ain't heard from you. Where's Jay at? Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, so that's it, man. Dude, how you feel about that, Floyd? I'm, I'm, you know what? As, as I move up and as I meet certain people, I'm a little more guarded than I used to be simply because I approach this more from a standpoint of a business now. Mm. And depending on who I'm talking to, that will determine if I'm giving you a name because I've been burned a lot Mm. when I, when I give a name and then they come looking at me side eye. So if, I give somebody somebody's name, then then I know that I I won't have any worries. So it it really depends on 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 who I'm who I'm talking to, uh, who who's who's asking for the help, who's asking for the information, who's asking for that particular person in that particular situation. I I am very free with it, but it it, it just depends on the person that I'm talking to, because if I see that your work ethic is kind of shaky. I'm not doing that because mm-hmm. here, here's my thing. Time is the, the, the one thing that no one can never get back. 
So if I'm sending someone to someone and you're wasting their time, you're wasting their money, they can get that back. Mm-hmm. You, may, you may have missed up the production schedule. They can work around that. But the time is something that they can never get back. So I'm very careful when I'm saying, okay, well, you know what? Wavy said he needed somebody for this this particular project. And somebody said, oh, I can do that. I'm like, see, I don't, I don't know about that. Because I, I'm, I'm looking at your past history and I'm looking at your work ethic. And if I know that you're somebody that you're going to show up every day, I'll give you an example. You guys said that you're in the, the beginning stages. And I'll just throw a name out there. And you, you guys may know her or know of her. Rachel Afori. She is one of the dopest producers out there right now. Rachel, if you're listening, I love you. But um, she is, and she's out of Philadelphia. One of the dopest producers you ever want to see. My man out in California, Brandon Marie, another guy, crazy dope producer. So I can share that with you too. And, and anyone else that'll be listening to the podcast, but I can share that with you too because because wait now this is our first time meeting but the fact that you're cool with chase and i haven't known chase that long but he knows elon lou mm-hmm. and i know how elon lou get down so it's like association so if if they rocking with you and you rocking with him then i know i know y'all shit is good so I wouldn't have a problem saying, okay, well, check out because it's, it's some people that I that I definitely want to put y'all in touch with, but I don't have a problem with that. And plus I did my research on both of them. So I know, I know, you know, you 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 guys are solid, but you know, to, to, to make a long story short, it would really depend on who I'm talking to and who is asking me for a name. Mm-hmm. Because I'm Anybody listening to this right now, you got to be very careful when you meet someone and today come into your life and they're adding value to you. You got to be very careful how you're giving shit out. Mm. You really do because they're trusting you with their time. They're trusting you with their trust. So you got to be real careful how you move with that. So I, I, I hope that I hope that answers your question. No, that's great. That's great. That's great. And um. That also goes back to to protecting your energy, and yes. the people, yeah, the people that you choose to deal with and things of that of that nature. You said something, man. Damn, it just it just kind of left my head. But um, I feel I feel that, and when you can speak for somebody's work, you know what I mean, opposed to just like 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 you know what I mean. I, I definitely I dig that. Like speak for their work of what you know. But, you know, there's just all type of different people out there that got different agendas and, mm-hmm. and stuff, man. It's like it'd be rough to kind of funnel out the, 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 the good stuff and the bad stuff. But, yeah, man, definitely protect that energy, protect your reputation with, with, with your heart for sure. You know what I'm saying? If you speak for something, be speaking for somebody that you know for sure is going to come and deliver. Yeah. And if you're speaking again, and I'm just going to use the two of you as an example. If, if you're going to speak to someone, you, you, you better be, have a level of discernment because guess what? You will figure out pretty darn fast who's, well, we're all adults here. You'll, you'll figure out pretty fast who's a bullshitter or who's Facts. about that work. Facts. 
Facts. Because if, if you if you if you listen to them long enough, it always comes out in a wash. It always comes out in a wash. So yeah. that's that that that's how I'm and I and I didn't used to move like that. But here's here's how I started moving like that. This ain't about me. This is about y'all. I got I got to share this with y'all. I didn't start moving like that until I got around people that actually moved like that. Move like bullshit or move like no. When I started thinking the way I think now, mm -hmm. I didn't start thinking that way until I got around people that thought that way. As they say, show me your show me your closest five friends and I'll show you where you're going. I'll show you your level of success. Mm. So if if you're hanging around five mediocre people, mediocrity is what you're going to end up with. But if you're hanging around five heavy hitters, hungry, ready to go, vampires, Then I'm going to sh I, I, I I can see your your trajectory your level of success, mm -hmm. but I didn't get to that point until I started hanging around those types of people. So, I like that. that. That's real. That's very. I like that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This this podcast ain't about me, man. I'm supposed to be guessing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, but it's a conversation. I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's a conversation. It is a conversation. And, it is a conversation. And even uh, with with us, like you know, what I'm saying with all three of us on, on this part on on this mm -hmm. right now, it's like we all learning different things, and we're we're listening to conversation, and we're picking up different jewels. You know what I'm saying? You know how people say like 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 what they say to to the chicken spit out the bones. You know what I'm saying? So you, you get the good gems of the stuff that you need to to apply pressure onto your dream of what you're trying to do. So yeah. what you just said, that helped out. You just, you just dropped something, something deep right there, man. And that's definitely something that needs to be considered, not only for us, but whomever's watching, whatever have you, that, that is knowledge that we need, man. Like, we, we, we definitely need to do that. So, I mean. And, and, and you're right. And, you know, again, one, one, of, one of the cornerstones for me is personal development. Mm. And, and, and some of the people that I listen to, and I, and I mentioned a couple of them, you know, Ed Milet, John Maxwell, Eric Thomas. It's another brother that I listen to from Philly, Nehemiah Davis, uh, um, Les Brown. And, you know, the, the things that they talk about as far as leadership, and I always try to tell people, and I'll just share this with you guys, it all translates. It, it all it all translates over, you know, good business practices, you know, as you said earlier, Chase, Chase how you treat people and, and how they feel when you when you leave the room. If you can walk into a room. And it lights up simply by you being there. That's a beautiful that's a beautiful thing. Oh, shit. Here come Wavy. Oh, man. Life just got better. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yes, sir. And that's 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 you know going back to you to your thing pr pr protecting protecting your energy. Yeah. But we're we're coming up on that on that hour, and I have one last question for the two of you gentlemen because this has been an absolutely amazing conversation. For sure. What advice would each of you give someone who was looking to break into these industries that y'all occupy? Man. Don't be, don't be afraid to be who you are. You have your own unique abilities for a reason. Somebody out there is checking, be looking for what you have. And a lot of times we get caught by what 
is the popular thing. That might not always be your thing. So whatever drives you and gets you going and that help gets your heart beat and your mind every day, don't be afraid to express that. Somebody in the world needs that. Yeah. I'm gonna piggyback over what bro said. Like, you know what I'm saying? Definitely just know that you're an original God piece and there's no other person that can be you. If you try to deliver to the to the to what's going on, the fads and all that, all that stuff get played out and you get played out with it. So the best thing to do is stay in your lane, you know what I'm saying? And keep doing what you're doing because there's greatness in it. Don't be good, be great. You know what I mean, there's greatness in what you got going on. There's 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 power in your story. You know what I'm saying? And, and just keep being you and bringing forth new ideas. Give us new things to do. Be innovative. Don't be recreating. Be innovative. And let, let's, let's, let's get to it, man. Sky's not the limit. It's your surface. So let's definitely get to it. Wow. Wow. Hey, you know what? You just said something that was real interesting, both of you. But you just said something wavy. And I was listening to this brother on Instagram. I don't know who he is. But he said, create the culture. Don't consume it. And Say that's that. basically what you he said. He, he that's basically sure. what you just said. He said, create the culture. I wrote that thing down. I got it right back there. So <laughs> I always look every time I do a podcast, I look at it and you just, you know, your uniqueness. Create your culture, but don't consume it. Mm. Which 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 is a beautiful thing. But gentlemen, this has been absolutely phenomenal. And again, ladies and gentlemen, Wednesday, Philadelphia, 6:30, Wu Tang, the American saga. We will be streaming an episode, doing some networking, doing some chatting. Uh, I can I cannot wait to uh, meet you in person, uh, brother Wavy. Looking forward to that. Chase, always good to see you in the building again. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And again, ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the Philadelphia area, visit Eventbrite, the Wu Tang screening, Philadelphia Film Factory event. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Come out and you know do some networking and do some relationship building we didn't even talk about relationship building we have to talk about that we'll have to talk about that on the next episode because brother wavy is is a busy man and we got to get him out of here but um guys i I really appreciate you taking time out of your evening to come and sit with me and 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 chop it up a little bit i truly appreciate it not going to keep you any longer but ladies and gentlemen if you like the episode please share it yeah wait before we go where can people find the both of you on social media? So I'm at uh, Chase Flow International. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, go to Flow.com, the website, and then, you know, DWMMG, Chase What Matters Music Group, the label. So, like I said, we got the band on Wednesday. We got Jones, Tanika Jones, shout out Tanequa. to you know, yeah. you know, ODB's daughter. She'll uh, be in the building too, man. So, to be an honor, man, to have them both in the city, man, and to be able to talk, man, and uh, fellowship and all that good stuff. So, like I said, Chase What Matters and uh, WMMG and Chase Flow International. And, uh, you can find me on all platforms at I am Wavy Jones. It's I A M W A V Y Y J O N E Z. That's that's Instagram, that's Twitter, that's TikTok. Man, hit me up. Let's network. Let's get something done. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. I can't wait to come out there to Philly. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to T, Tanika Jones, shout out to Chase, Eli Lou. You know what I mean? I'm really looking forward to this event. I really feel like it's going to be an event of change. So, you know what I'm saying? Let's definitely do that and let's tap in and let's get it done. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, you you heard it from, from a source. 
And on that note, again, thank you guys so much for spending the last hour of your uh, time with us, because as I said earlier, time is the one thing that you cannot get back. And the fact that you decided to spend it with the three of us is just a, uh, a thing that we're very humbled and gracious and thankful for. So thank you so much. And on that note, guys have an absolutely phenomenal night and, and just, just take this with you. Love this thing like a hobby, but always treat it like a business and to your success. Have a great night. Peace. Brother Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> My man. <laughs>